It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. If you're far from home and God forbid something happens to you and you have to be airlifted to an emergency medical center or to back to your own home hospital, how do you do that? How do you even get there? The heroes that rescue you in these situations are just awesome to behold. And my guest today is one of them, Dr. Andrew Hawkey's board-certified emergency medicine physician. And he's the medical director of Miami Valley Hospital Care Flight Air and Mobile Program. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hawk. So tell us, what is Care Flight Service? Care Flight Service is uh, um, people and vehicles. We have uh, three helicopters and seven ground units, and uh, we provide critical care transport for this part of Ohio and Indiana and some into Kentucky. Wow. So when would it be needed that somebody would need a Care Flight Service? Um, from the standpoint of the helicopter, um, basically those are divided into either scene responses or interfacility or inter-hospital responses. Uh, the majority of our scene flights are some type of bad trauma. Uh, that can be obviously motor vehicle crashes or falls from significant height or shootings or stabbings or anything like that. Um, along with, we also do some medical scene flights related to people having heart attacks and strokes. And then the rest of our transports are related to interfacility from a usually a smaller community hospital to a bigger uh, tertiary care type center. What's the response time? Because, I, I mean, I would think, does it take longer than an ambulance would be able to get to this person if it's a motorcycle accident out in the middle of nowhere or something? Is it a long time? Is it very quick? How does that work? Well, usually those are um, initiated by our EMS responders and, and basically our, our partners in trauma care. Um, they request us to the scene. They provide a landing zone. Uh, when they request us, they can either put us on standby, which gets us ready to go except for taking off, or they can outright request us. And safety is job one in our, our industry, but we pride ourselves of being able to get off the ground within five to seven minutes. And then since we fly uh, up to 160 to 180 miles an hour in the air, uh, we can get to most scenes in our general area uh, within minutes. Wow, that is just amazing. So how many medical staff are on board one of the helicopters? Uh, on one of our helicopters, we obviously have a uh, wealth pilot, and there are two flight nurses, and our flight nurses also are required to be, be cross-trained as paramedics. So there's flight nurse paramedic and a flight nurse paramedic on each of our helicopters. Now, how, you know, if, if patients do have to go through something like this, I mean, the first thought, besides their health and, and life, goes through their mind is, who's paying for this? It's got to be more expensive than an ambulance showing up, right? Oh, it's very, it's, exactly. It is more expensive than an ambulance, and that's actually one of my j- big jobs is, is utilization review. So um, the cost is there. Our, our costs are based, uh, it's a base loading fee, and then it's per mileage fee. Um, and so um, I will tell you from Medicare and, and third-party payers, uh, if utilized appropriately, it is, uh, you, you, uh, it is well reimbursed. That's good to know. Can they carry more than one patient on one of the helicopters? Actually, we use a helicopter called a Dauphine, uh, which is a French-made helicopter. Uh, there's not too many of those in the air medical field. One of those reasons is it is expensive. On the other hand, um, we have four of those helicopters, and basically um, 
we like them because of their safety safety uh, history, um, their logistical ability to work in them, and we can also fly two patients. And what hospital, I mean, how do you know what hospital they're taking you? Is it is it to the, the nearest trauma center, or is it going to be somewhere specific that you come from? How does that work? Well, in our situation, in our area, we, we transport people to what we term the most appropriate trauma center. Um, in our world, at Miami Valley Hospital, where our helicopters are based out of, we have a helicopter based here and also at remote bases, we are the area's level one trauma center. Uh, for adults. So in the state of Ohio and in our situation, um, adults seen flights would come to our trauma center. Um, we also have a pediatric uh, trauma center here in Dayton, Ohio, uh, that we transport children to directly from the scene or requested in our facility. And then if we are in situations where we are significantly closer to either Columbus or Cincinnati in our geographic range, then we'll also take patients to level one trauma centers in those areas. Now, I understand you're in Ohio. Now, what about if it's someplace? This is a nationwide program, correct? Um, actually, it's not. It's, it's actually uh, individual programs and um, somewhat state-regulated related to responses and um, uh, certifications, but there is a national accreditation. So we do belong to the national accreditation, and we've been nationally accredited uh, since pretty much the beginning of the national accreditation system back in 1994. And speaking, I know you ne- you can't necessarily speak for other services, but is that also involved in search and rescue? Is there any of that involved in these care flight programs? Uh, some of the programs do do some search and rescue. Um, we don't uh, have too many requests for that and actually shy away from that. Our primary response and, and capabilities are related to um, patient care. But there are around the country, especially in the more rural and remote areas, uh, uh, programs that do both medical and some search and rescue. And how often is this used? Is it something, are you going out five, six, seven times a day? Is this only a couple times a week? How often do you do this? That, that's, the, that's the challenge that we have. It's, it's location and times utilized because, as you know, this is an unscheduled service. So if you're too busy, that would be meaning that you're missing too many responses and flights. For instance, this last weekend, our total program, that's air and ground, uh, critical care transport, we did almost 40 transports in in 48 hours. That's not the normal, but we have to be available and ready to do that. So, for instance, uh, helicopter responses somewhere between three and seven a day would be uh, a, a normal day for us. Wow. Now, as far as ground transport, is that different than an ambulance? In our situation, the only difference for us is time. Our helicopters and our ground units are staffed with very similar uh, personnel. The protocols are the same. The equipment's the same. The experience is the same. So basically, when a helicopter is not required for the time and speed of transfer, not only it's not always only the speed of transfer, but also there's consideration for decreasing out-of-hospital time. But when that isn't required, then um, our ground units are... are actually significantly more busy than our helicopter. You know, we've seen lots in the media and on television shows, you know, people in ambulances and what EMS does for them. When you're in a helicopter, is it difficult to do these medical procedures, get them going with oxygen, anything that that the flight nurses are able to do? Is that difficult? It it could be, depending on what type of helicopter you have. But once again, I'll I'll refer back to our uh, premier uh, helicopter that we've, we've decided to utilize and we've maintained this. 
You know, there's more than 800 uh, air medical helicopters in the United States, and there's less than 20 dolphins. Um, and Care Flight utilizes four dolphins at this time. Um, because of, once again, back to the safety and, and the speed and the availability in the room. Now, that said, there is a lot of uh, um, getting used to working in that type of an environment because it is somewhat cramped and it is loud and it is noisy and, and uh, there are things that you have to deal with. But in the world of helicopters, we like our helicopter as a model for ability to take care of the patients, especially inside the helicopter uh, or outside the helicopter. I certainly applaud you. Please give in the last 30 seconds or so, Dr. Hawk, your sort of best advice, best information for people out there that would need something like this. Just tell the listeners what you want them to know about this wonderful service you provide. Well, I think it's important to, uh, to, um, that the American public understands that there is a lot of this going on throughout the United States, and our goal, and our goal at CareFlight is to have critical care transport available 24-7, uh, may not be on the forefront of everybody's mind, but we want to be there when it's needed, and that um, the, the outlying hospitals and the outlying EMS and firefighters and police are definitely partners in the care, and we all kind of work as a team to uh, get the job done and get the patient to the right place. Thank you so much, Dr. Andrew Hawk. You are the heroes that we look to in times of real trauma. And thank you so much for everything that you do. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go to the award-winning Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.